Here are 10 vineyard and viticulture concepts every wine lover should know. Alright, let's dive in. At what time of year does the grapevine growing season begin? Spring. Just like deciduous trees sprout buds and blossoms after winter, so too do grapevines start budding in the spring, marking the start of the growing season. It then culminates six months later in the harvesting of fruit in the autumn months, and shortly thereafter the vine's leaves turn a kaleidoscope of burning yellows, oranges and reds before falling to the ground. What is the name of the vine species from which most of the world's wines are made? Vitus vinifera. This is in fact a European vine species, and while there are also many North American vine species, most of the world's wines are made from Vitus vinifera. This is probably attributed to the many colonizing European nations that brought their crops and winemaking traditions with them, implanting them in places as far-flung as South America, South Africa, and Australia. From which part of the grapes do most red wines get their color? the skins of the grapes. That's why black grapes, which are really a deep red or purple in color, produce wine that is also a deep red or purple in color. Question is, if red wines get their color from the grape skins, how is it possible to make a white wine from a black grape? Well, it's simple, just leave out the grape skins. Some wine producers have experimented with wines like White Zinfandel or in South Africa, White Pinotage. Both are black grape varietals and yet the final wine looks like a white wine. But perhaps one of the most famous examples of making white wine from black grapes is in Champagne, which can be made from a blend of Chardonnay, a white grape varietal, and the black grape varietals Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier. At what age does a grapevine typically stop producing a large volume of fruit for winemaking? around 25 to 30 years. As grapevines age, their ability to produce large quantities of fruit declines. Most viticulturalists identify this age at 25 to 30 years because at that point, while the vine keeps producing grapes, its lesser output doesn't necessarily justify its place in the vineyard, and so it'll be replaced with younger vines. Having said this, if a vine has produced really excellent quality fruit versus quantity over the years, some estates will devote a portion of the vineyard to that vine and use it to produce limited vintages of old vine, or in French, vieille vigne wines. Winemaking may be a business like any other, but it is one that is particularly susceptible to sentimentality. True or false, before ripening, grapes are high in acid and low in sugar. The answer is true. You'll know this if you've ever popped an unripe grape in your mouth. They're incredibly tart, which is the acid you're perceiving, and they completely lack sweetness. Then, as the grapes ripen, they develop more sugar and their acidity levels drop. It's also during this ripening period that a grape's aromatics develop. We're halfway there. Remember, you can keep studying more flashcards like these in the Brainscape app and really ripen your wine knowledge whenever you have a few minutes to kill during your day. What are three ways winemakers can concentrate grape sugars to make a sweet wine? Well, winemakers can leave the grapes on the vine for longer to achieve extra ripeness. They can allow the grapes to become infected with botrytis, a beneficial fungus, or they can leave grapes to freeze in cold climates. In all of these scenarios, the water from inside the grapes is being reduced, leaving behind a grape pulp that is sweet and concentrated in flavors and aromas. Whether that's done through evaporation, by the sun, through that gross-sounding fungus I mentioned, or through freezing. In viticulture, what is meant by the term canopy management? 
Canopy management refers to the removal of leaves and branches so as to control the size and fall of the vine. A messy canopy of leaves not only takes up much of the growth energy that would otherwise be channeled into growing fruit, but it also shades the fruit from sunlight exposure, which is critical for the ripening process. So it's really important that the grapevines are kept well trimmed and managed. What two ways can grapes be harvested? by hand or by machine. Hand harvesting is a very labor-intensive, expensive, and slower method of harvesting grapes, but it is much gentler on the fruit, which is important when harvesting certain fragile grape varietals like Pinot Noir. Hand harvesting is also great for hilly terroirs where machines might struggle to gain access. Machine harvesting is by far the cheapest, fastest way to strip a vineyard of its fruit, although the clumsy machines tend to bulldoze their way indiscriminately through the vines, oftentimes damaging the fruit and lopping off as many leaves and branches as they do fruit. Machine harvesting is a viable option for more affordable, large-value wines, whereas for those more expensive, smaller batch wines, hand harvesting is often the preferred method. Name five naturally occurring saboteurs that can totally destroy a healthy vineyard. Insects, fungi, weeds, birds, and animals like deer. But by far, one of the industry's historically greatest enemies is phylloxera, a microscopic louse that lives on and eats the roots of grapevines. In fact, in the late 1800s, Europe's vineyards were decimated in a phylloxera epidemic that was unwittingly introduced by Victorian era botanists who brought samples of American native vines back to Europe to study. Harbored within those samples was a nasty pest against which European vines were yet to develop a resistance. What's the difference between pesticides, fungicides, and herbicides? Well, pesticides repel insects, fungicides repel fungi, herbicides repel weeds, and none of them are great for the health and wellness of our natural ecosystems. That's the end of your 10 flashcard study round. You can find hundreds more questions like these in Brainscape's collection of wine appreciation flashcards or in our comprehensive flashcard collections for the WSET and Court of Master Sommelier exams. And of course, keep listening to the rest of this hands-free playlist to massively level up your wine knowledge.